I'm Lights Camera Jackson. This is the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. Thank you for listening. Hope you're doing well. You might have seen a five-minute sneak peek during a recent NFL wildcard game for Big Nate, a new animated series. Well, it's here. It officially premieres this Thursday, February 17th on Paramount+. Plus. Joining me now, executive producers John Cohen and Mitch Watson. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're happy well, to be here. Ah, so great to talk with the both of you, John. We've been following each other on Twitter over the years. You have been so passionate about the work that you've done in the world of animation. What got you excited about Big Nate? Well, this is this is something that is very, very special to me. I, I've been a huge fan of Lincoln Purse's comic strip and books for years, and and had reached out to him a while back, and. And we started talking about how to translate Big Nate into an animated series. And what we found as we talked to people and at the different studios is that a lot of people could really only envision it in live action. You know, they kind of saw it almost like the, the original Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies. But, but something that was very important to us was that these are cartoon characters. They're, they're like the Simpsons or Peanuts. They, they don't age, Nate is always in sixth grade, and they have designs and a cartoon physicality. So, you know, as an example, you, you wouldn't bring Bart Simpson to life with a real human actor or, or Charlie Brown. And so that was something that was very important to us. And when we started talking to our friends at Nickelodeon, Ramsey Nido, Nathan Tram, Claudia Spinelli, they introduced us to Mitch, and we knew that we had found the perfect person to partner with to, to bring this to life. Nice. Yeah, the, the look of the show is fun and the characters are fun to look at and to get to know. And Mitch, how was it getting into the mindset of wanting to think like a kid when it comes to making this show? Well, I, you know, sadly, not hard for me. Um, <laughs> I think that was partially why Ramsey Naito and then John, you know, thought of me. I've known, because Ramsey I've known for a very, very long time. And she knows that there's many similarities between the, the character and myself, especially when I was in middle school. So it wasn't hard. I'll be honest with you. I, I kind of got the, um, I got the character right off the bat. I mean, it, it, the interesting thing is a lot of people, I guess the, the big issue with developing the character had always been that, you know, Nate, depending on how you read him, can come off as jerk you know, like a little prankster jerk. And I didn't read him that way at all. I read him kind of how I think I felt in middle school, which was an insecure kid who just wanted to be liked really badly. And, and my way and just like Nate's way of being liked was to cause trouble. <laughs> so, uh, so it wasn't, so I got, I, I don't know why. And I guess that's me or my own flaws, but I got the character instantly and I that was how I sort of approached him and how we approached him in the pilot and how I approached him throughout the series which is a kid who is at that crossroads in his life he's not a child anymore but he's also not a teenager yet you know girls and blah 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 not boys that's not coming into the that's not even in the context at the moment there's he's still in that place and he just wants people to recognize his awesomeness and for whatever reason, they don't. But he's determined to make sure that they do. And, you know, most of the engines of the shows are about that, about Nate trying to show the world that he's awesome and everybody kind of going, eh, 
I'm not sure, except for his four friends, four or five friends who all worship him and think that he is great and stuff. So that was kind of that. That was that was how I approached it, and that was that was what the show turned into. And it was um, so it was a pretty it was it was a little too close to home. I think. Well, it's good to have that that core group of friends, and I think that when we're at that age in sixth grade, we all want to find ourselves yeah. and see what we're all about and try some things publicly in front of others and see if they work and see if they don't. So you capture that with Big Nate. And John, I think one of the the secrets of any show is if you have a character of a certain age, people in in real life who are younger are going to be attracted to somebody who's older, are going to be interested in learning about that life and lifestyle. How will those who are younger in age than those in sixth grade really relate to Nate and be surprised by him? Well, it's amazing. The, the, the show, because I've now shown it to my daughters who are eight and four, mm. it plays comedically to them just as much as it does to me. It is really, it's aspirational in the way that you're talking about. And I think that that sophisticated comedic sensibility speaks to everyone. And, you know, at, at its core, it's a story about about a group of friends that are very, very closely knit and they, they support each other. They all have their dreams. Nate has a dream of, of, of drawing cartoons and, and playing in a band. Dee Dee is, is, is very interested in the performing arts and is obsessed with, with all things uh, on stage. And, and I think that that is something that, that relates to people of, of all ages finding what you want to do in school, your passions, uh, your um, activities with friends. And you definitely get that in Big Nate. And I screened the first episode of the show, which uh, is called The Legend of the Gunting. And Mitch, it has references to The Breakfast Club and James yeah. Bond. So you got to be a big movie lover to put those in the first episode. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, and, there, and then there will be more beyond that. Yeah, I mean, The Breakfast Club references... I, uh, I, it'll be really interesting to see how those go, you know, especially when we get, we finally get to meet Brad Gunter, if people figure out who he's based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm a big, I mean, you know, I'm a huge movie fan, uh, constantly. I mean, I'm a big horror movie fan too. Oh. So there's, you're going to see a lot of some certain episodes have a definite horror elements to them, but I, I always tend to do that kind of thing. I put little tidbits in there. There's a lot of music in the show. Uh, not just in the pilot, but in every episode, you know, we wanted a sense of, again, we wanted the show to appeal to both kids, as John was just saying, but adults as well. And so there's going to be a lot of stuff in there that kids are never going to get. It's going to go right over their head. Like the graphics club, they're not going to get those references, right. but their parents will, yeah. you know? So, you know, that's why in every episode we have uh, music specifically from like the eighties and nineties, which is to evoke this sort of nostalgia you know, and it's kind of to give us the vibe, you know, the whole show was sort of created that way. It was, uh, you know, the, the look of the show, the, the stop motion aspect of the show, a lot of the aspects of it were all to evoke a kind of nostalgia for, you know, the older Nickelodeon shows from like the nineties, you know, when they were a little bit wackier, a little bit crazier, a little bit, anything could happen type of stuff. And so, yes, so yeah, in the pilot, there's that one, there's, there's bonds, there's, you know, there's, there's a horror, there's another episode, which has got, you know, a bunch of horror stuff in it. There's movie references probably in a lot of the episodes. I just like doing that thing. I just like that. That's just my thing. There's a, you know, there's a group, 
that um, I think they're in the pilot. They're actually in a poster. We've seeded a lot of stuff in the pilot. There's a Nate is obsessed with this uh, group called the Time Disruptors, which are basically the Avengers, but it's our version of the Avengers and stuff like that. And they're they're his favorite. Um, they're his favorite movie franchise. And uh, there's some episodes where we deal with that anyway. So yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. There's a lot yeah. of little things all the way through. Good, good. And, and one of the biggest movie stars on the planet, you got Jack Black in the first episode as well. Also in the Nickelodeon family for many years with, with uh, hosting and appearing on the Kids' Choice Awards. John, yeah. how was it to bring in Jack Black and his whole destined for awesomeness theme with the character, which is very much like Poe the Panda and Kung Fu Panda? Yeah, you know, Jack Black plays a fantastic character, a character that when Mitch had conceived him, we could only imagine... Jack Black playing and we were so lucky to have him be a part of it. And that's a character that you see in the first episode and plays a very important role in the series going forward that, that, that will be beyond the episodes that we've already dropped. But, um, but Mitch, why don't you speak to that since you and Jack Black have a, have a close friendship? Yeah. I, I mean, I've known Jack, well, I've known Jack since college. Uh, and then we were also in the, we were also in the same theater company together. I was there at the creation of Tenacious D um, you know, the early days of Tenacious D when we were, did it at, a, at the coffee houses and stuff like that. So I've known I've Jack and Kyle for a long time. And I have been waiting and waiting and waiting to sort of call in that favor of, a, hey, Jack, you know? Yeah. And this, when this part came up, it was perfect. I was just like, okay, this is perfect. And we're all stuck at home in a pandemic. And I know Jack is stuck at home going crazy. So um, he was gracious enough to uh to agree to do it when we reached out to him and uh you know and so i was like yeah because you know i had there had many 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 years ago i, I worked on another show called scooby-doo mystery incorporated which tenacious d was going to be on and then that fell apart so i had been waiting and waiting and waiting and i was so happy that when we sent the script and he read it and dug it and everything it was great because i had i had not gotten to work with jack as an actor for 15 years or something like that so that was that was really nice for me and it was it was just you know again when you work with somebody who you've known for a very very long time who now happens to be a, a massive movie star you know it's very strange but also kind of cool because suddenly you're back in college again and you're just messing around so it was fun it was fun and i was really i was really touched too by the fact that he agreed to do it because he's busy and he's expensive but uh he was uh but he was willing he was willing to do this as a favor for me. So that was great. Good, good. Yeah, it's it's nice to hear his voice in this. And I've got John and Mitch here with me. Big Nate is this Thursday, February 17th on Paramount Plus. Here on the LCJ Q&A podcast, as I mentioned off the top, there was a sneak peek uh, during the wild card game. Mitch, how was the reaction to that? And uh, and then there's a cool moment in that uh, sneak peek five-minute clip as well where you do a flashback and you put the flashback in a TV set of, uh, of Nate oh, yeah. thinking about cats. I love that detail. Oh, we do a lot of that. Um, we do that type of stuff. Yeah, we do a lot of that. Um, you know, the show itself has three separate styles. It has the CG. Uh, the, for, to, to answer your first question, the reaction was amazing. It was fantastic. Right. I mean, right. YouTube is nuts right now with clips that have been pulled and from the shorts, from that, and everything like that. So, yeah, it was, it's well, I mean, I think our trailer is at two or three million now, something crazy like that. But the style thing that you're talking about. So one of the things that we do on the show, that there's three main styles. There's the CG style, 
which is our sort of stop motion puppet. It's almost a puppet style. Uh, the second style is directly taken from Lincoln's books, which is the 2D style. Whenever Nate draws something or he has an idea or a fantasy or whatever, it goes and we, you know, we have a separate, uh, a woman named Vicki Fenton who does all of that. She learned to draw like Nate, uh, like Lincoln, just to be able to do that. And then we have a third style, which is this sort of cut and paste kind of Terry Gilliam style that we're doing in the show. And that TV stuff that you're talking about, that's where, so, so that's where some of that comes in. So we do that a bunch of times. We'll show like retro versions of TVs. We do like the Time Disruptors, the, the, the group I mentioned to you before, whenever we see them, they're animated specifically in a Saturday morning cartoon 80s style. So it's a little bit more perky jerky like that and stuff. So a lot of people who work on the show are like, animation you know nerds and whatnot we all have a lot of you know memories and stuff that we just that we're playing with so this particular show lends itself to all those different kinds of styles so you'll see a lot of that there's live action bits um all kinds of i mean there's another one i think it's in episode 106 which is i think the pimple which is there's some live action in there that just comes out of nowhere and so you know the, like i said that we were very fortunate that Nickelodeon was really, really cool about letting us kind of do what we wanted to do. You know, they, they would stop us if we went too far, uh -huh. which we did on occasion. But um, for the most part, they were really great about, about backing us. Good, good. Yeah, it, it's cool that you have the different animation styles. And I love that flashback moment because I never thought, gosh, you could put somebody thinking in their mind of, uh, about a flashback in a TV set. I, I think it's just that's just a really, really cool detail. And John, you have been a producer on some big family movies, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Despicable Me, Angry Birds movie. Through your experience on those films and now through this show, Big Nate, what have you seen animation do for kids and for families, that power of animation? Well, I think that animation is an opportunity to reach people everywhere in the world. You know, the fact that you're making something that is dubbed and translated into, into every single language and can play everywhere is a huge, huge opportunity and a huge responsibility. There's, there's a reach for, for animated shows and movies that, that a lot of times does not have the same exact, you know, when you're doing something in live action, does not, does not play the same way and as broadly. Um, and I think because you're making something for a big part of the audience that is younger, there's a huge responsibility to make sure that you are speaking to them and that you are inspiring them. Um, and, and, and I think about all the movies that I saw when I was a kid, middle school and below, and, and I think about the, the, the things that I learned or, or the theaters that I walked out of and, and just felt like I wanted to go do something or I could, I could you know, conquer a, a, you know, a, a goal that I had. And so I think it's, 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 a, it's a, big, a big opportunity and, and they're, they're just a privilege to be able to work on. Nice. Yeah, you, you've had a great career and, and you're right that animation is inspiring to so many, all ages. And before I let the both of you go, I have to ask you the middle school wild story or funny observational detail that you had to put into the show. John, I'll start with you. The fact that as a, a middle schooler, I was, um, I was much more of a rule follower. And so I was not, 
I was not a, a prankster on the, the level of Nate. What I think is, is amazing is just to see the way that the characters have their, their passions and their personalities and their interests. And they're in a stage where they're still forming. You know, they're, they're discovering what they want to do. They're finding their sensibilities in the case of Nate or Dee Dee. And it's fun because you see all the, all the different elements around them and in the world that help to shape who they become when they, when they grow up. Very true. Very true. Coming into their own. Mitch, how about you? Any, uh, any detail you remember from middle school that you were able to put into this? Yeah. I mean, the biggest one being the school itself. I mean, I, I went to a very rundown middle school. So if you see this, when you see the show, especially when they go and they show the back, the portables and all that kind of thing, very much like that. The, the rats, I don't think the, the rats would show up. We had rats. It was I, you know, I, and it was it was a free for all in, in some of the things that we did and the pranks that we pulled. I mean, I was kicked out of band. I was in a lot of the principal stuff. I mean, I was in the principal's office quite a lot. Uh, food. There's a food. Do you have a food? Yeah, food fights and stuff like that. So quite a bit of things, quite honestly, from my middle school days have made it uh, into the show. Um, and I had a teacher. Although Godfrey is really based on Lincoln's, you know, uh, the books. Mm -hmm. I did have a teacher kind of like that. And I did have a teacher kind of like Mr. Rosa. So, um, you know, all that stuff works its way in one way or the other. There you go. I can't wait for families to watch this big Nate this Thursday, February 17th on Paramount Plus. Executive producers John Cohen and Mitch Watson, thank you so much for being on the LCJ Q&A today. Thank Thank you, Jackson. So great to talk to you again. You as well. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Thanks for listening to this LCJ Q&A podcast episode. For more, go to Twitter at LCJ Reviews and lights camera jacksoncom